Hey, to all my female baggage droppers out there, I have a question for you. Do you like gold or silver? Well, at Brienne & Company Jewelry Store, you can find anything that you like. That's right. Brienne & Company is a jewelry boutique that has durable, minimalist jewelry. She uses genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass, natural gemstones, and of course, precious metals. And these are all quality handcrafted designs by Brienne Light herself. Go and visit her at her website, brienneandco.com, or go to her Instagram that's always popping, at Brienne and Company. Thanks, Brienne. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope, and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And man, oh man, I am so blessed. So blessed to have this guest today. But I tell you what, before we get into all of that, please, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, uh, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. And if you're on a podcast, give a brother five stars and give me some feedback up in here. Man, today we have Leonard McDonald, who is a phenomenal brother right here. He is from South Florida and Miami representing, loves understanding people, used to play poker for a living, he also got into some mystery shopping there, but this man is not a mystery when it comes to marketing. He is a marketing geek that loves the game of marketing, and he is an income stream savant with Extraordinary Legacy. His, his company, Extraordinary Legacy, uh, he helps coaches get clients faster so they can build an empire rather than just being a side hustle. But most importantly, he's a father of a 22-year-old young woman. And he's just an outstanding person. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Leonard McDonald. What's up, man? Hey, glad to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for, for me. sure, man. <laughs> hey, and shout out to your cousin, Andre. Hey, Andre, us over here at the DYB, the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, we want to wish you a happy 50th birthday. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I tell you guys all out there, man, Leonard is like a brother from another mother. I, we're kindred spirits. We just talk and talk and talk. And his story is so phenomenal. Man, tell us how you became, uh, first of all, tell us about your, your poker career, first and foremost. That, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much one of the coolest things I ever heard. Oh, man, it was, so the way that I learned how to play poker, like, like take notes, like. <laughs> I watched the movie Rounders, <laughs> and, was, and I just did what he said, dude. That's that's all. That's <laughs> and so it was actually early on enough to where it worked. Whereas, um, if I would have continued that way, I probably would have wound up broke. Well, no, nah, I had limits. Um, but yeah, I just followed what he said, dude. Um, one of the, the one of the things I like most about what he said is when he once you sit down at the table, if you haven't spotted the sucker in the first ten seconds, then you are the sucker. So I just made sure I wasn't the sucker. You know, <laughs> Ooh, it's sucker free over here. I see you. <laughs> hey, what other what other principles did you learn uh, that helped you become such a successful poker player too? Um, really, it's just about being patient. Um, being patient, and I say having limits. Me personally, I never lost more than twenty dollars in a day. Ow! Um, <laughs> never. That that was a no go. <laughs> um, and that was just part of the limits that I put on myself because I didn't want to wind up, you know, 
in a news story somewhere about this poker player who's down and out <laughs> and all these other things you hear about other people. And so I, I set limits on myself about, you know, once I make this much every day, I'm going to stop. If I lose this much, I'm going to stop. And I just stuck to him. You know, uh, there was actually one day I didn't. And there's a scene in the beginning around this where he talks about feeling his stomach, like, no, he's feeling his chest and his stomach. And, you know, he's just like, oh, man, yeah, that sucks. But there was one day I felt it. <laughs> you know, I was up to like $800. I started with $10. So overall, I only lost $10. Uh -oh. But I was up to like eight something. And this guy just got me like he rivered out. Like we were all in. I was winning. And then the river card hit. And it was just like, boom. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I got up. I walked around. I sat down. Uh -huh. I got back up. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I I didn't stick to my rule of stopping at a certain point. And so <laughs> mm -hmm. I blamed myself on that. And, uh, and I just moved forward, you know. <laughs> wow, that is so cool. How, how long did you play poker for a living? Uh, only like four months. Uh -oh. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> long. It was four months. And then, you know, a couple people were like, oh, he's addicted. And I started hearing stories about I'm addicted to poker. <laughs> like. I'm addicted to gambling. I'm like, whoa, wait, I only play poker because it's in my hands. I don't do the other yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so after it was right. circulating, I'm like, okay, since you think I'm addicted, watch me just quit. <laughs> and yeah. That's what happened. When's the last time you played poker? Um, The last time I played poker was, interestingly enough, it was, it was right before I started learning about marketing. Um, so while I was a mystery shopper, one of the the shops was at a casino where I had to play poker. <laughs> that was one of the, that was one of the things I had to do as part of the mystery shop. And um, I was on the verge of, of restarting my career. Actually, <laughs> I was like, you know, I might come back and play because you know I picked up some things while I was doing the mystery shops, and I noticed the holes in my games previously that I was really just dominating at at the time. Um, and so, in order to hone my skills. I was like, okay, Leonard, if you go and you play at the small tables for about six months, technically you're probably only going to be making about $8 an hour. <laughs> but after that, and you get to where you want to be, you can jump that up to about $35, $40 an hour. <laughs> and so that's how I looked right. at it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, and then a, a friend of mine, and we just started talking about these marketing books he had been reading. And that's what got me headed in that direction. <laughs> uh oh. So what was those marketing books? Um, it was Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. He was Oh beast. At the time, I was toying around with Builderall and I knew something was missing with it, but I mean I didn't know what because I wasn't really in that industry like that. And so when when my friend was talking to me about it, and he was like, Yeah, he charges um like twelve thousand dollars a year. So I'm like, what? Twelve thousand a year? <laughs> he said, yeah. And then another one for twenty. I said, twenty. If I'm making that, what I need him for? <laughs> and, and, and so, um, fast forward maybe like three or four months later, um, mm -hmm. actually, uh, Doug Bolton. Actually, he he he. I don't know how I got on his list, but he sent me, um. An invitation to the One Funnel Away Challenge or the One Funnel Away Summit because this was the very first one they were doing. They were just unveiling it. And so mm -hmm. I 
I just wanted the book. It was a book that had 30 millionaire stories of what they would do if they lost everything and had to start from zero. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll get the book. So I paid and I got the upsell for the book. I wasn't even planning to go through the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I had a cruise when the summit was going to start, which was the other reason why I grabbed it. Because I'm like, well, I'll be on a cruise. And this was a cruise I had been looking forward to for like two, two and a half years. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to get this. I'm going to take it with me on the cruise and I'm going to just go through it. Took it on mm-hmm. a cruise. It was a seven-day cruise. Western Caribbean, Belize, Honduras, Costa Maya, Cosmo. Ah. Oh, bro. All three of those. All three of those, by the way. Gorgeous. Belize looked like Atlanta <laughs> to me, dog. I love Belize. <laughs> like outside Atlanta, not like inner city, but bruh, I yeah, love Belize. Was, I mean, well, from the ship, it was beautiful. I, I, I wound up not, I was off the ship a total of like maybe four hours out of four ports, a total oh. of four hours. <laughs> Um, because I was just, I was, I was lost in this book. I was just, I was studying, oh, I was taking wow. notes. And then in Kazuma, I got off because, you know, when you, when you go on cruises, family's like, hey, can you bring back some white Hennessy? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so I got off the boat to grab that for one of my cousins. And then as we were waiting for the ship to sail off, I got into a conversation with the gentleman. And he owned a a um, they 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 cleaned the skyscrapers in Atlanta, and so we were talking, and he was talking about his business, and I was I was giving him advice and pointers and stuff, and then he was like, "Man, I wish you lived in Atlanta. I would hire you to run my marketing department." Now, granted, for like three or four days is the extent of my marketing knowledge <laughs> reading this book. <laughs> Like a three, four day guru over here. <laughs> right. And so I just kind of took it to heart. And I was like, you know, let me let me stay on this. And the cruise ended. Like I said, I didn't plan to do the challenge. But once we got back, I got another email, which is why I'm I'm like all for sending lots of emails. Because <laughs> that's the only reason I joined. It. And so I joined the challenge. Completely changed my life. Uh, really started laying the foundation and seeds of, of where I started to go from there. And it's it's just been all in. I, I went to the um, Funnel Hacking Live a few months later, and I called my friend. <laughs> and I was like, hey, remember when we were talking about Russell Brunson? And I was like, man, what? Are you crazy? He was like, yeah. I'm like, so I'm at the, the Funnel Hacking Live, and I'm actually in line right now for the $25,000 program. <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out how to get $100,000 in a circle. <laughs> so just the mindset so quickly, because it had only all in total, maybe been like six months or something like that. But man, what a difference. What was it that drew you so deep into marketing? Like, you know, it started off with just you reading a book to now you go ahead and shifting into a whole nother industry. Like, what was it about this book? What was it about marketing? I'm sorry, that that just enthralled you once you to engage so deeply. Because you have to care, <laughs> especially this day and age. Like, you know, before the Internet, you it was more you know, it wasn't necessarily about you having to care. It was more so of a numbers game. It was more so of just having stuff out there because people didn't have a lot to pay attention to anyway. (laughs) So you were almost like a by default. Whereas now with so many things out there and um, like you, you have to genuinely care 
because that's what comes across. And if you genuinely care, and that's the thing that's leading all of your actions, then you'll create something that's beneficial for people and they'll want it. 100%. In fact, there's this uh, well-known uh, marketer, social media marketer, guru, if you will, um, um, uh, what do what they call those guys? A, a mogul. Uh, his name is Gary Vaynerchuk. Hey, changed my life. Uh, shout out to the homie Gary V. And in his book, Crush It, he has a whole chapter, right? And it's about like the main thing that you got to learn about marketing. And it is caring, right? And it's, it's like the shortest chapter ever. It's like a page. You feel me? And it's like to care. That's it. You ain't got to know nothing else. You got to care. And uh, so what was it within you that made you care so much? Were you always this caring person? Did you always have this big heart? Like, what was it that that um, that showed you like, wow, marketing is something that I, I have a deep I can have a deep career in because of my values? Man, it's it's just always been there for me. Um, and I have had a lot of times where I did not like it. <laughs> uh, one, one I remember clear as day. You know, when I was working for this company and the supervisor was always hassling me and giving me problems. And I'm like, I don't know why you're like this to me. <laughs> and so he had just gotten into it with me about something that I didn't even have anything to do with. Right. I was mad. I was really mad. I was like, I don't even understand this. Why are you always acting like this? And we're in the warehouse and these this this um these sharp tools that were up on the thing were falling and I grabbed them and I was like, are you okay? And immediately in my mind, I'm like, why am I like this? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <Hell nah. laughs> but yeah, I just, it, I, it's just always been me. Yeah, I just always genuinely cared about people. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So like with marketing, uh, tell us why caring is such a big part of the industry and a part of what you do? So there's two things I tell people when they want to start a business. One, like I understand you have your passion and a lot of people say follow your passion. I'm not saying don't follow your passions, but it's a lot easier to follow what's going to make you the money first because the thing about our passions is we're passionate about them. So we don't necessarily want to listen to other people. We want to do what we want to do. <laughs> And if you're starting a business, it's not about you, you know, that you're not paying for the stuff. <laughs> so if everything is coming from you, then it's not going to work out. And so the reason you have to care is because there's two roads you can take, you know. And, you know, I did this myself, too, at one point in time. Like, I'm, I want to start a business. Why? Because I want to make some money. So now if that's the mindset, everything you do goes back to that oh, I'm not making enough money. What do I do next? And now you're trying to figure out how to put things together or maybe I need to grab something else. Whereas if you start out with, I just want to help these people. Now everything goes back there. And now it's like, okay, maybe they need something else. Like now you're looking towards them. Like how can I help them? Or how can I get them to understand that this is helpful for them Um and not just the thing that they that they're really thinking is the thing that they need like you really need this in order for what you think you need to work and so just coming from a place of caring it, it like it changes things drastically it's like crossroads like, like what's going to lead your business you wanting money or you caring about people a hundred percent like um 
you know, th that goes into pretty much the genesis of of my company and what I've been doing because I have a, a, a Christianity uh, background, you know, so I I was just always always wanting to be a blessing yeah you know i mean that's i mean still to this day it was about being a blessing when i i was so inspired by how jesus would walk from city to city to city and blessing these people with these miracles whether it be the lady touching you know his his uh, garment and and healing herself or whether him you know bringing lazarus back from the dead like i was always just so so impressed with with that and i i, I was a teacher and i transitioned to being a self-talk engineer only because I knew that being able to get rid of someone's negative emotions and limiting beliefs and 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 uh, negative self-talk, all that was just so outstanding to be able to help somebody so much. And through that, it has uh, helped me build a successful company because of the impact and the income that I can make. And, and now I feel, feel so, so genuinely blessed myself because of um, how everything is worked out, but most of all, because of how I can help someone feel, you know what I mean? By helping them do years of personal development, years of therapy and have multiple breakthroughs in such a short amount of time. So like, how long have you been in this game? And what is the biggest difference that you've ever seen in, uh, in some of your clients' businesses? Um, <clears throat> so, this wasn't my client, so to speak, but I just think it's really interesting. But I've been in the game for about three years, uh, 2018. <laughs> October 2018 was when I went on my cruise. January 2019, or February 2019, was when I went to Nashville for Final Hacking Live. <laughs> and so um, there was a guy, and this is what I say to people, because it's like, like you can't doubt yourself. Because everything that you think you have to have, this guy just proved you don't have to. He had a business selling people on trips to go find Bigfoot. So. <laughs> Hold on, cuz. Hold on. Bigfoot, like big, like the legendary, the myth. The legendary. The, oh, my gosh. Hey, over yeah. 20 grand a month. He's, he's doing over 20 grand a month. <laughs> Uh, I'm in the wrong industry, bro. <laughs> but here's the key thing. The number one thing that we know now, like no one can deny this. We know he's never found Bigfoot. <laughs> He'd be out of business, right? <laughs> so it's like, there's no, there's no review saying, oh, we found Bigfoot. He knew exactly where to take us. <laughs> like, it was nothing like that. <laughs> and so what the, the reason I, I love that story is because people always feel like oh I need to have this or I need to get all these things together and it's like no just start <laughs> just start that's it that's the hardest thing that first step is the hardest thing to take but even if you stand up and take a step forward the momentum of your body already starts taking that next step it's kind of like boxing when when you're throwing combinations and they're like one, two, like it's easy because your body is is in position already. So it's like it's 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 one and it's already as you're pulling back, oh, two. <laughs> and then oh three. <laughs> your body is already in the motion to do the next thing. So it's all about just getting started and the momentum will carry you along the way. Just gotta be okay with making mistakes. 
which everyone does. So, <laughs> so welcome to humanity. <laughs> hey, shout out to Tyson Fury on the such a phenomenal fight the other day, by the way. Uh, <laughs> hey, and Deontay Wilder showed a lot of heart. If you guys uh, don't know what I'm talking about, heavyweight championship fight, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Um, just, you know, he giving the boxing reference. I had a shot at home. Yeah, bro, what a war. <laughs> so, how was it transitioning from these other wait 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 was this your first company like has uh being an entrepreneur always been within you yeah yeah so um i i was or well, i actually technically i still do own a travel agency <laughs> um ow yeah and that was actually why i started learning marketing i was like oh let me do more business for my travel agency um and it's, it's so interesting. So before, so pre-COVID, you know, <laughs> um, I was actually part of this STAR program and um, for one of the, the biggest travel, ag a travel agency um, conferences in the world. I was part of the STAR program, uh, which I didn't know at the time, but like they literally call up the BDM. So a BDM at every, so like Hyatt, Marriott, Norwegian, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, like all of these different companies in the travel industry, they have what's called a BDM or, or an, um, an STM, you know, business development manager, strategic, you know. And so what happens is. Thank you for breaking that down, by the way. I didn't know these acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. And so what they, what their their main purpose, they're, they're there to help independent travel agents get more business. Like that's what they're there for. Like, we don't pay them or anything. The company pays them to be that for us. And so that's who they call before they're like, okay, we're going to put you in the STAR program. I think they only accept like, like 25 people a year, 20, 25 people a year. And so I didn't notice at the time. The only reason I found out was because one of them called me and said, hey, you should have let me know that they were going to call so I could have like a whole list of everything to tell them. And I was like, oh. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, but apparently, they like everyone spoke highly in, enough of me for them to bring me into the program. Uh, what's significant about that is because probably, at least when it comes to cruises, uh, well, actually more than that, that, like a lot of things that they would teach people came from me. <laughs> because I was asking, I was like, hey, can I do this? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> and then I go to a training and they're teaching it. I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it wound up happening where I believe to this day still, um, possibly in the world, but I know in the United States, I'm actually the only uh, travel agent that's authorized to take a group of people on a cruise ship for a tour. So... <laughs> Look at him, groundbreaker Trisetta <laughs> over here. I see you. Well, that, was, that, was, that was kind of my start. Yeah. <laughs> you so know, I, there's other starts before that that just don't pan out. Uh, this, this was the one that pan out. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Everybody's had those type of businesses. Like, uh, I've well, had <laughs> so many different multi-level marketing businesses, though. Like, right, right. oh, my gosh. So with marketing, okay, you have already, like with you starting a business in marketing, you've already gotten something down that a lot of entrepreneurs 
just aren't the best at, right? And, you know, first of all, we, we have to work on our message. We have to know how to talk to our niche. We have to do a lot. You got this down already. So was the entrepreneurial journey within this business of extraordinary um, legacy, was it easier for you to transition over that now that you have this, you had this uh, short expertise, you know what I mean? No, no offense, but like, you, you, you're like, you, you were the guy after this freaking cruise and, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so right, yeah. so has it been uh an easier transition though um i, I think it's just because the way that i am like i said I, how did i learn poker i watched he said do this that's what i did i didn't i mean i couldn't ask matt damon questions but i, mean, but I couldn't really rebuttal with him, you know face to face but i mean that's how i've always approached these things it's like oh okay do that. All right. I'll do that. You know, do that. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I'll do it. <laughs> and I think that's the thing that has allowed me. Well, actually, you know, um, there've been a couple coaches who have told me like, okay, I see why you're where you are right now. Cause it just didn't make sense before, but they're like, you just listen and do. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know more than I do. <laughs> so <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. to me. That's like, that's like a not, no offense to anyone, but just being honest with yourself and, and being honest with myself. That's like what kids do. You know, you have a little child, like, I don't think I could do that. And you're like, you don't, you've been here four years. <laughs> you're like, you don't know anything. <laughs> you know, and so even though we grow older, you know, we still have that mindset because that's just, you know, how we are. We have to actually work hard to fix that about ourselves. Did you always have this fearlessness within you? Like, was this something that you just like always um, kind of a curiosity and willing to take action type uh, type of personality? I don't think it was a fearlessness, so to speak. Um, which is interesting. I remember, I heard this one cool line. <laughs> it wasn't true for me, but I used to say it. <laughs> it was from a samurai movie. A real man sheds blood before he sheds tears. So. <laughs> I was like, okay. Damn. Yeah. And so I was around, I was saying it like it like it was me, you know. <laughs> right, right. Meanwhile, I'm watching tears from the sun, like, oh my God, are they gonna make it? <laughs> but um it's like being being afraid is only a problem when you let it stop you. Um I don't know who said it originally, but like you, you can't be courageous with an absence of fear. The only way you can be courageous is in the midst of fear. So it's like, you know, those people who are daredevils, like they can never be courageous because they're not scared of anything. <laughs> they jump out of planes and uh, base jump and everything. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I do want to do the squirrel suit because it's fine. <laughs> you crazy, dog. You crazy. <laughs> I want to fly. <laughs> but, um, Can't you just so, settle with being flat? Come on, man. <laughs> but hey, why settle when I can be greater? <laughs> My bad. My bad. <laughs> and so yeah, it's it's just like like see it, recognize it. And one of the awesome things about being afraid, right? It's because you know what's worrying you. And if you know what's worrying you, then you know that you can, at the very least, research how to deal with it. And it's like, there's so many people who they don't understand why something's not working or why they can't get over a hump or something like that. So it's like, you know exactly what it is. 
I forgot. There's a book, and it's like the obstacle is the way, and that's it. If, if, that's if, the book. Yeah, yeah. If you if you can identify the thing that's holding you back, mostly it's like, oh, I can't do that because I'm afraid to talk in front of people. Cool. Go learn how to talk in front of people, and you can do it. <laughs> and it's, it's it's just that simple. It's just the perspective, you know. A hundred percent. That's what has helped me grow and helped my clients grow uh, over over these past years was that um, I guess you could say, yeah, it's a a consciousness, a self-awareness that whenever there's some type of resistance to something or whenever you feel yourself procrastinating or self-sabotaging in some way, shape or form, you're like, oh, I got a limiting belief because the only thing that's holding ourselves back is us. You know what I mean? In our mindset and our like you said, our perspective. So when you see that resistance when you see something tugging you away from doing something that you need to do or when you feel yourself um just not uh, like procrastinating and, and and um holding yourself back from being successful that's when you can get rid of that negative emotion or get rid of that limiting belief and that's what i found more than anything that oh you know i haven't um i haven't uh, marketed or I, I haven't created this product that I said I was going to create or I haven't called this client, you know what I mean? Back when I was really being un- uh, unprofessional, why haven't I done that? Or, oh, I, I know why, because there's some type of limiting belief. There's some type of fear that's holding me back. So with you being that like type of, the type of person that burns boats, you've always just gone like balls to the wall into it. And he's like, Hey, I, I, I ain't got to look back. I'm just going straight forward. That's, that's always like been your type of personality. Um, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say that's my personality. I think my personality is more so of, or what it has become on this journey is, okay, I made a decision to do something. And so that's what I'm going to stick to because if you lie to yourself, like you'll stop, you'll self-sabotage because you'll make a commitment to do something, but your body's like, oh, you just lying again. <laughs> right. And so your body won't won't move when you want it to, want to sleep later. It's not, your body isn't excited because technically you've disappointed it so many times. And so the only way you can combat that is to force yourself to just take action. And it's just more so that, I'm looking for ways to take action and then I take the action, but it's, it's not like I haven't conquered it. You know, like um, it, it's still something that I, you know, sometimes I sit around like, man, I should not be watching Netflix right now. I have stuff to do, <laughs> you know, and, and although I'm really good at that, usually there's still moments, you know, where I do that or moments where I'm like, man, I don't know what to do. I'll watch Netflix. And it's like, why don't I figure out what to do instead of, you know, so it's, it's just being honest with yourself. And I, and I think that's what helps me because in the midst of doing it, I'll be like, man, I, I should, this is why I'm not getting the thing done. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this K2, reading these subtitles. Man, did he really kick that high just now? <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, just being honest with yourself and understanding, like, be forgiving, but also, like, press yourself. You, know, you can't be so forgiving to where you you let yourself off the hook. <laughs> Were you raised to have like thicker skin or is it something that you develop? Oh man, honestly, I it's my mom loves me greatly. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. 
Um, and so she's always there, you know? <laughs> so it's hard to put your back against the wall, especially if you haven't recognized. I didn't recognize it for a long time, but she was constantly sacrificing for me. And it was making me not really push as hard as I could have, you know? But once I once I recognized it, it was, it was way too late. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's not gone. See, see I'm just saying I should have recognized it earlier. Um, and and then I was like, okay, mom, no, no, you can't help me, mom. No, <laughs> thank you, but I have to say no. And and that was like something I had to force myself to do because I was used to just accepting help. Mm, so there was a self-awareness that had to go with it then you 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 saw like man i'm not gonna grow if i kind of have this um safety net safety exactly thank you yeah. um so <laughs> that's what it was yeah it was it was i i was okay like i know what to do why am i not pressing to do it and it was because i didn't have to so to speak I mean, as a man, you know, you want to, but then even then, like, they're just words if you're not following through with action. And so it was me looking at all of that and saying, okay, as a man, I don't need to be doing things this way. You know, as a man and what I want to do, especially for my family in the future, you know, I want to lead, which means I need to act <laughs> in a way that leads, not in a way that depends on others and follows. Not saying, you know, you can't depend on people, you know, it's always good to have people to depend on, but you shouldn't, they shouldn't be a crutch. And, and that's what I had to do. I had to recognize what were the things that were crutches, the people that were crutches in my life, um, or that I was using as crutches in my life. Um, and, and be like, you know, shame on you. You know, like you can't do that to people, right? People aren't crutches. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, she was doing things for me, but she was also sacrificing. And so I didn't notice that. You know, and, and and once I did, it was like, man, like I haven't been the greatest son. So. Wow, you challenge yourself. I love it. So let's uh, trans transition back into marketing. What are some of the keys or principles that someone out there uh, needs to know about marketing um, besides like caring? Um, listening. <laughs> uh, it's 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 one of the easiest ways. To, to start a business. You know, you, you listen to what they want and you give them what they want rather than trying to give them something and then it's not working. So you now try to rearrange to something. Like everything is in your head, you know? Um, uh, my best friend, uh, we had this conversation once where I wanted to ask him what he thought about something. And literally it happened just like this. Yeah, man, I, I wanted to check and see what you thought about this but actually it doesn't matter because you're not the audience. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. He's like, nah, I get it. I know your heart. And I was like, yeah, I, I, it just hit me. Like, yeah, like, you're my best friend, which is why I want to know what you think, but you're not the audience. So I can't really take what you think and use that to make adjustments. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And, and that's so key. Like, you know, I have a mentor that is in the same type of position. You know, he wants to help out so much and he gives me all this feedback, but it is not relevant, right? <laughs> it's not relevant. I'm like, bro, you don't even know. Like, you're not even my my uh, my ideal uh, market. You're not my ideal client. Like, I, I have a name for my ideal client. His name is Mike. It's like, you're not Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's not who you are. So... <laughs> So 
so being confident in who your market is and making sure that you serve them, I mean, based upon what you've heard. I mean, so listening, which is the best skill any person can have, especially when they're caring. Everybody wants to be heard. So listening, uh, being clear on who your ideal client is and who you, and who your market is, uh, caring for that person and wanting their best. Uh, what else? Um, so this is actually a, a ninja trick that I that I do because a lot of people are worried about you know if I give them all of this then they don't need me and stuff like that and it's uh, like okay do this <laughs> like, give us the game like, down <laughs> they're here where they're trying to get here where along here are they perfect for you here okay well then take a step back. To where they need to be to be perfect for you and show them how to be perfect for you then you're not giving away anything in your program <laughs> you're just helping them get to a place where now they're perfect for you break that down break that down <laughs> and so what i always look at is not necessarily what i'm doing for them like i like i put that on the background i look at where they are and where they want to go and then i look at the steps that it takes to get there and then I decide where I want to come in at. Because, you know, there's a lot of things that people who are just starting a business have to go through. There's a lot of mental stuff, you know, a lot of mental stuff. I, I want to make you money. You want to, you know, find out if, if you can actually do this. I'm like, you need to go see Charles. I'm just trying to make you money. <laughs> like, I get you. I feel you. Right, but right. I've been in that session. Like, a lot of people are like, you should be a life coach. I'm like, no. I've been in those sessions. What you get from me is nothing like that. <laughs> like, they go deep, really deep. They going to help you. I'm going to just get you by. <laughs> and and, that, and this was kind of one of those things. So, like, along this line, so, like, my – my program right now is all about helping coaches get clients. And so it's like, okay, where are they before that? You know, and um, I have what I call the perfect fan. You know? So it's like, how do you, um, how do you find your very own Oprah to, <laughs> to basically brag about you and your service. And it's all about building that person. Like that's, I mean, it's in my program, but it's like, it's, it's so the way that I approach it in my program is different than the way that I, that I teach it on the outside of my program, but it, it's helpful and it helps them learn that, you know, it's important to niche down because if, if I make the best bison burgers in the world, like I'm on the food network and everything, and I get called to a conference of a million people like, Oh, okay. You're going to kill it. Unless they are vegans. <laughs> So like, Hell nah. <laughs> I, it's like, it's not a numbers game. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's just not, it's a, it's, it's a people game. You got to understand the people, you know? And so that's what that does. So it's like, Hey, here you go. Hope it helps. And it's like, if they come great, if they don't, well, I wish them the best, you know, but it's something that I know will help them. And, and that's, that's the, that's the trick. Like find that step before they're perfect for you. And just give them something that helps them on that step, you know. hundred <laughs> percent. The um, it, it kind of reminds me of the story of, of of Tyler Perry. I was listening to his podcast that he did with um, with T uh, Ti. Uh, shout out to Tip, 
in his podcast uh in what what tyler perry said was that he just invested into the african-american community especially the women in the African American community, and they became his biggest supporters, his biggest fans, to where every um, play that he did in the city, they were there. You know what I mean, and they <laughs> were there in groups and 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 like masses of people. And then when he started releasing his DVDs, they were buying that. And it's just you know he really, really like invested himself his all into that group of people so they could be his biggest supporters and his biggest fans and they met them wherever they were you know what i mean so it's yeah. like he might have had a different consciousness and a, a different like you never know like all these different shows that he was making he, he might have been able to make all these shows this whole time like this might have been this back burner the whole time but he met people where they were with medea and he right. was able to build that audience and to build the, that loyalty over time to where now he's this billionaire, you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> right. that's running things over in the A. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any, any, anything he wants to do, there's an audience that's just like, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> yep. 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 They ready and they ready for whatever that you have and and that for that's and or they need you know what i mean like they're they're waiting for you to meet them like you said wherever that they need to be met right. um bruh bruh you are oh my gosh i knew this is gonna be a great podcast thank you so much <laughs> for showing up for your divine appointment and on the drop it back it's podcast we talk to people that are dope that can bring you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope and that technique is the mental and emotional release process it is a nlp or neuro-linguistic programming technique uh, uh neuro-linguistic programming is a mental martial art that's what i call it and uh please if you want to do a mental and emotional release go to a certified practitioner of nlp or you can go to my website, charleswolfork.com, fill out a form, and I'll uh, be more than willing to talk to you and give you a demonstration as well for free. Uh, this is my gift to you for listening to my podcast. And uh, also, like Leonard, I just want to let you know, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist or a social worker or any of that. I'm just a, another brother that is out here doing great things with NLP. And this is an alternative to those all, uh, awesome techniques. So mm -hmm. with, today you wanted to release the limiting belief that I'm not worthy. Hey, tell us about, about that limiting belief and how it's bugging you. Sure. So, um, it, it it started, I'll say, or partially started uh, with the relationship that I was in. Um, and I think if that's partly because of how I was raised, um, not in a bad way. It's just, you know, like it's our job to take care of the women because they're like, boom, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> like, yep. they're up there. So we have to step up. We have to, you know, like protect isn't just like from harm from the outside it's harm from the inside harm from the family you know all of those things so literally i remember i was i was working at a job and they were like hey can you work this weekend can we need you to uh, cover these other people and i was like i got a text with my girl right like i'm not sweating it they're like what <laughs> and i'm like well it's her time <laughs> you know like that i'm here all week you know she's expecting that time you know, and they're like, oh, you look now. Hey, well, okay. When I leave here, I'm not going to see you till Monday. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. When I walk out the door, I won't hear any of it. <laughs> I'll be whipped all day. You know what I mean? Right. 
and and it was just it and and it's knowing you know just reality and the reality was you know i just really respected her you know i really respected her i respected our time together um and it was a it was a road um to to where i wanted us to take us to a place of getting married and so i was like instead of getting married and then saying okay how do i be a good husband i was like let me practice now <laughs> and then that way i can hit the ground running rather than fumbling through it in the beginning <laughs> yeah um, and that's against my mindset and so from there you know i just put everything on my shoulders you know like she didn't put it on my shoulders like, she was actually trying to take it off i'm like i'm, I'm a man come in <laughs> yeah like I, and she was like okay i got it <laughs> and so um just putting everything on my shoulders and i put so much on my shoulders um, that it came to a point where I wasn't really listening to her. And that that started driving us apart. Um, and that actually was the thing that drove us apart. And so um, because of that, you know, moving on into the future, you know, we reconnect and everything. And I understand who she is and, and just different things that she's looking for. But there's been all this time in between. You know, and so it's like, okay, like I'm I gotta make sure that I have all of these things in place because I don't want to step up like you know, like like buddy from coming to America with the Jerry curl. <laughs> like, Just let your son <laughs> right, right. Now I wanna come in there like Boris Cujo, you know. <laughs> Boris Cujo with hair, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and so um it it was a thing that you know even though like i'm like i have my business you know i was in the middle of a transition at the time changing my audience a bit because of um i realized my first audience didn't like to spend money <laughs> this doesn't help but it was it was really cool though you know it was really good i mean like i nothing against dave ramsey he just teaches a different way you know he teaches about saving money yeah and i'm like you know, if you put that energy into making money, you can make more and save more. Mm. <laughs> Whereas if you save money, you ain't making more. <laughs> you just got more of what you made. <laughs> uh, come on now. Come on <laughs> and, now. <laughs> and so my whole thing was like, okay, you know, if you've gone that route, it's cool. A lot of people, like, you know, depending on where you are in life, you can only save so much or cut out so much before it's like there's nothing else to cut out. <laughs> and you're still stuck. So I was like, let me help those people transition from saving money to making money. Hot messaging was on fleek. <laughs> um, but like I said, that audience doesn't like to spend money. So I had to make some changes and some adjustments. There were some growing pains, um, but I stuck through. And in the midst of this, I'm trying to now court this person again. So it's like business is like this. COVID nothing happened. <laughs> so the travel agency ain't really doing anything. You know, like, oh my gosh, like that was a travesty. That that was like a almost a six was was supposed to be like around ninety a ninety thousand dollar year for me. Dang. And yeah, COVID was like, no, can't have it. <laughs> and so um I was like, all right, Kobe, I'm going to still pass go, though. And, and I went on and I moved to something else. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's the thing about just 
never allowing anything to stop you. Because all COVID really did was show me that, man, a lot of people don't know how to pivot. Real talk. Real <laughs> yeah. Talk. And so I, I pivoted, you know, and in the midst of it, it, because she's not from the entrepreneurial world, it looks like chaos to her. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, I don't know if I trust that. That's crazy what you got going on over there. <laughs> you know, they got jobs over here. <laughs> And so it, it was, um, the thing about it is, is we, we were close for a really long time before we even started dating. So there's just like a, there's a, there's a, 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 a ginormous friendship there. Um, so she, she can talk to me, not any kind of way. Like she doesn't do that. I just mean in terms of like, like holding, like, Hey, you slipping, you need like, like that's what she'll, and, and she'll do it. She'll do it. <laughs> Like, you need to do this. <laughs> You're an adult. <laughs> and so I'm going through those things and just um, kind of trying to now knowing what I know, you know, then also being a man and then also like understanding relationship roles and needs of women and stuff like that. It was just like, man, like I know I'm trying and I know I'll get there, but am I good enough? Like it was a question that would pop up. It's like I, I know I have the capability, but am I actually good? Not even good enough to get those things done, but good enough to offer enough. Yeah. So is it I'm not worthy or is it I'm not good enough? Um I can see that. So I think it does go more into the not worthy because it's it's me. It's it's all me. I know it's in my head. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I know, it, like I said, I know I'm good enough, but it's like since, since there was a journey I had to take to cross over those things, mm -hmm. it was like, am I worthy? Because I wasn't quite there yet. I could see how to get there. And then there were some winding roads up in there. And then there was like this dark area. Okay. It had some, some Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. And then I, I veered off for a second, but then mm -hmm. I got back on track, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. like, but, but, but yeah, yeah. The um, as a self-talk engineer, I listen to self-talk. So you didn't say, you know, I'm not worthy. You said, am I good enough? That's why I asked that question, because that might be the underlying doubt that you have that once we get rid of that, boom, then things uh, can take off. You see? So uh, you didn't bring up the, the question of worthiness. In fact, I didn't hear anything about worthiness within the, your, your whole story. I heard just the, the one question, am I good enough? That's why I asked. Got it, got it. Yeah. So, um, so there's two things going on. Um, and what I think is going on is that it's actually the two. I think in the beginning, it was a worthy thing. And I was trying to prove myself um, to myself, really, in the, in the very beginning. And then fast forward to the future, it became, am I good enough? So I probably threw like a like a curveball at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, yeah. like I said, y'all hear him already. This is like I'm not a life coach. Like, I don't do <laughs> I'm not I a life coach. Like, you know what? Yeah. Let me call Charles for yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a life coach either. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a pretty darn good football coach when it comes to that D-line. But uh <laughs> self-talk engineer is definitely um is where I thrive and I'm not good enough is the one most of my most of the people as far as the ones that are my clients. So most of my clients and 
a lot more of the guests on the DYB podcast are coming with this this internal conversation of I'm not good enough. You know, and, and I know how listen, kid from urban Cincinnati in the hood during a crack epidemic. You know what I mean, um, never met my father before. I've, I know I've had my fair share of struggles, but I'm not good enough. So I'm, I'm actively listening and looking for it. But when you say it, I'm like, boom, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I see you. You know what I mean? Um, so I think, so the worthiness, let's get, let's make sure that, you know, we just confirm it. Um, so with the worthiness, when did you first feel like, you know, you had this whole struggle with worthiness from the, from the get go? Like I'm talking about young, bro, real young. Real young. Um, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> what what I do? So, so when I think to real young, I go to I'm not good enough. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. And and I say that because I've actually only, only I've only ever told this to one other person. What's up? It was actually her. We had this discussion before. Mm. Um, where, um, for a long time in my youth, I felt like Aladdin. Um. Oh, what is it? Riff raff. Yep, Street exactly. <laughs> I don't, but <laughs> me too, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> Would they see a poor boy? No, so oh right. Hey. Yeah. hey. And that was that was literally how I felt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just felt so different than everyone else. And mm-hmm. it was because I was so genuine and I cared. I'm like. I like I was way different than everyone else. Yeah. I felt like they knew and they were always staring. I don't think they were actually. I just think because I I identified how different we were. Yeah. That I felt like they were staring. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got you. That's the one dog. It's I'm not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might as well just you might as well. Hey, so cool. So we get we got it down. We know where the the, the inner lying problem is. Let's. Uh, so how do you think that's holding you back within your relationships? And how do you think that's holding you back within your business? Um, I mean, yo, in my business, I got swag for days. Um, <laughs> um, I was I was actually so I just got another testimonial today, and I was looking at it. I was like, it's funny, like. Like a lot of times what they'll say is you completely changed my life. <laughs> and I was like, that's almost exactly what the other person said. <laughs> so it was like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing something, right? <laughs> you know, because it's one thing to change the business, which of course I'm trying to do, but me personally, I look at everything as a business. Um, not this, you know, like a lot of people will hear that and be like, like uh, you're, you're corporate and stuff. Like, well, no. I mean, when you look at it as a business, it's just the way things are run, are ran, and the structure of it. So when you look at a family, there's a structure to a family. There are roles that the family has, and there's things that they do. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so if you if you, I remember I used this before. I was like, you have to look at your business as if you're dating it. You know, like if you're if you treat your business the way you would treat someone you're trying to date. 
you'll see a lot of different results. One hundred. <laughs> you're trying to go after something. <laughs> like I want this, and I want it like this, and you go and try to make it happen mm-hmm. by paying attention to them. Whereas in business, it's like I want this this way, and I'm gonna do it this way because it's what I think is best. And I, 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 I. <laughs> So like, all right. So it doesn't come up in your business. Where right. does where does it come up in? Uh, like, where does this um, limiting belief show it a rear its ugly head? In relationships that I care about. Which ones? Like, not just romantic, but what other relationships? Um. So, I would say all the relationships that I actually care about, it it's there in some shape or form, and you know, I think that's part of what leads to me kind of being a bit of a people pleaser is because of that. Got you a hundred percent. Like I you know, me not having my father around definitely turned me into a people pleaser with no boundaries. And throughout my life, you know what I mean? I was the class clown. I mean, that's how, that was my defensive mechanism. I would get people to like me because, or by, you know, being comical, you know? So, uh, I definitely see exactly where you're coming from. Um, what will getting rid of this limiting belief do for you? Um, I think it'll allow me to move more freely. Um, actually, one place where Reard is head in business, and this sucks so much, because this was right in the beginning, too. And I actually got in contact with this huge guy, like, like a guy that I shouldn't have been able to get in contact with. But that also points to how down to earth he is, you know. Real talk. And I wanted him to come speak at a conference that I wanted to put together. And he was like, okay. And then he was like, and then, you know, I can also do this, this, and this for you. And I was like, no, 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 it's, it's okay, it's okay. And it was because, like, I wanted to prove now I'm switching words again. I, I wanted to prove that I was worthy. <laughs> what you doing, bro? What you <laughs> you switching it up on me now? Like, come on, cuz. <laughs> but uh, but but now it, it was good enough. <laughs> but yeah, it, but, you know. But um, you know, I just just through us talking, I, I I think it's another one of those. I'm saying worthy, but the underlining is good enough because it was like I'm like. Like I, I want him to be like, oh, he's got it. Like he, like he's got it together. He's good. <laughs> like, yeah, I can go, I can roll with him and not expect any disappointments or anything because he's got it all together. And I'm over here like, Shoot, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and 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 um, and it wasn't fair on him because, like, in a sense, I kind of put that on him that he was thinking these things, and he wasn't. He was just being genuine. He was like, hey. You know, in a sense, he was like, I know these are some issues that people run into. I mean, like, he was literally like, I have a team that can go build this and everything. And he's not charging me. He was like, hey, yeah, they can put all the stuff together, take it off your shoulders. And I'm just like, nah, nah, I got this. <laughs> it wasn't You weren't ready to receive. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to prove that I was good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. When you think of those moments or when you think of conversations that you may have, to where you might have to prove yourself. How does it make you feel? Um, like think of think of a conversation like right now. How does it make you feel in your body? Is there a t- some type of like 
doubt or is there an anxiety? So I think the reason why I said people I care about is because overall, and I've kind of grown past this a lot, uh-huh. um, but overall, it's like, I feel like if you know me, mm-hmm. then like just some things I don't have to explain, Yeah, you know? And so it's like, when I feel like I have to prove myself, in a sense, it's almost like, like you're supposed to know me. So there's a little bit of disappointment. Um, because it's like I, I have to I have to prove myself because you don't know. Uh, even if not necessarily saying that's always what I'm getting from it, but that's just kind of how I feel when I go into prove myself mode. Got you. Yeah, let's go ahead and re- eliminate that man for you because you know, I mean you don't deserve to to feel like that. Such an amazing brother like yourself. <laughs> so uh, with mental and emotional release, all you got to do are three things. Number one, you got to use your imagination. Number two, you got to follow directions just like you follow a recipe or you follow Google Maps. And number three is you got to trust the process. Uh, just know that I'm your guide and, you know, I'll come here out of love and I'll be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. All right. All right. And uh, we, let's go ahead and reestablish your timeline. And with your imaginary timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right or behind you. If you were to know, where's your past? Behind. Where's your future? In front of me. Perfect. Perfect. Let's get rid of this. So (laughs) is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this limiting belief today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes, it is. Awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, what was the first time that you felt like I'm not good enough when you were a little kid? I'm talking about elementary, really, really young. Um. I think it was, it was actually at a church. Um, I got called a stupid N mm-hmm. by by one of the members. Mm-hmm. It was, he was a kid too. I mean, he was older than me, but mm-hmm. it, it was it was jarring a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you ask that question, that's that's kind of where I went. Yeah. Well, first I went to sixth grade. Um, and then I went there. Uh, uh, how how um, young were you? I think I was about nine. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. About, about okay. Yeah. Let's go with that one. All right. Cool. So with this being a simple, systematic guided meditation, you can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready to drop your baggage. Ready to drop it. Let's get it. Now, just imagine floating outside of your body and just float above yourself as if though you were a spirit or energy and just see yourself from a third person point of view. See your black shirt and the window behind you, the lamp to your right, the chair that you're sitting on and the screen in front of you, your beard. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view. I see myself. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and flow deeper and deeper and deeper into the past. Above that first event in which you felt like I'm not good enough when you were just a little kid. And just hover above yourself, seeing yourself and that other little boy from a third person point of view. 
just as though if you are a fly on the wall, just hover above yourself. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view and you can see the event. I can see it. Okay. Now just just stay right there. Don't move. Stay right there. Now just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which would allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can't preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance. Forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Who do you have to accept? Focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser and learn from people's actions and mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage or whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occurred. What is something positive and empowering? You can tell yourself and that other little boy and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on a concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. All gone. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, let me know. Tell me, what did you learn from the event? Looking at the event and I guess the atmosphere, you know, there were a lot of things going on with him and his family as well. And one thing I was saying is, is I'm not stupid and mm-hmm. neither is he. Mm-hmm. It's just hurting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, looking at that event, what is something that you can take from that event and carry on with you into the future to make you a better person? Spending time acknowledging those feelings mm-hmm. um, and and interacting with them instead of shoving them aside. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and flow deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. Okay. Awesome. And as you're above the dinosaurs, float deeper and deeper into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. And as you float there, just imagine floating right there, weightless, in space. And ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have, or have they disappeared? Now. No emotions. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes as a little boy and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there? 
or have they disappeared now? They have disappeared. Awesome. Float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Okay. All right, listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt as though I'm not good enough. From birth until now, in chronological order, don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of that limiting belief all the way back to now. Go. That's gone. Awesome. Flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How do you feel? Lighter. Mm. It must have been heavy then. Yeah. Going through each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, every single memory, I call that a little breakthrough. So how many breakthroughs did you have in those uh, in that short amount of time? Seven. Seven. Seven breakthroughs, man. It's a good job, bro. Good job. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and, and, and test this out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, do you smell bacon? No. Okay. <laughs> That's the question I asked to get your mind off of the meditation. So, <laughs> can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. I want you to go out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt as though I'm not good enough. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, man. You just released a limiting belief. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so um a, a lot of the people out there that are, that are listening right now may not have uh, experienced the mental and emotional release tell people like uh how the experience was and how you feel now um it's so the the i would say the the part that sticks out the most aside from the bacon smelling um <laughs> <laughs> was, was trying to think back to the feeling because mm. you I mean, I just thought of them. So, so I know the points. <laughs> and so trying to go to the point, but not sensing the feeling. Mm. Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dope right there. Yeah. <laughs> the um uh tell the people how it felt to to uh, release the initial or release the events from the root cause when you were just a little boy and you were uh, being called a, a stupid nigga. So when when I was there, yeah, looking at it, um, or above it, looking at it, yeah, and I'm instead of just seeing me and how I'm taking it, I'm yeah. seeing the entire scene because mm -hmm. um, his sister was there with him, um, and I mean, so when I say he was probably like sixteen, seventeen. <laughs> when mm. this happened. Mm -hmm. um, and I could just see 
that it was more of a last thing out than something personal. Yeah. Um, And so that seeing it from the top down like that, you know, seeing both parties affected, (laughs) you know, gave a different perspective, um, which was why it, it it became, you know, like, like I'm not stupid, you know, mm-hmm. but like before it was more like, I'm not stupid, you're stupid type of, you know, I was seven, right? I was seven, nine, so like, you know, everything is just right back at me, you, mama. So, um, you know, it, it became like, yeah, I'm not, but neither are you though. Yeah. So, so it was was more inclusive. Ooh, that's powerful. So, you did you forgive him? Yeah, yeah. And I, I would like to say I did before. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Mm. (laughs) Explain that. Explain that. That's deep right there. So, I mean, to give an example, you know. Mm -hmm. it really bothered me one day. I was at this, uh, I was at a car dealership. I was mm-hmm. I was there in training, you know, to mm-hmm. be as a car salesman. Mm-hmm. And um, there was something that happened with the trainer where he said something that he, re- he said earlier in the week. <clears throat> and they're like, well, like, like he was just like nonchalant about it. Like, no, nah, I mean, you just don't care. <laughs> like, it, it's just someone else. And it was like, and they were like, well, no, he's like, well, no, I mean, it's not no big deal. You, you just don't care. That's why you didn't bother to remember it. And I was like, shoot, I don't remember it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm, I know how caring I am. So then it's like, well, wait a second. Like, I know I care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And it was, it was that. And, and I was like, man, I don't even know the names of these people around. Mm. Like, I don't know everyone's name. So I spent the rest of that day just seeing where everyone was sitting and and memorizing their names. Mm-hmm. And then that night afterwards, thinking about it, um, because it was like a slap in my face in a sense, but when I was slapping myself, it was like, if you care, why don't you even know their names? Yeah. And so in this scenario, it was just like, I know I'm a forgiving person, mm-hmm. but I can't think of a point where I was like, okay, I forgive this person. Like I don't, I can't recall if I would like outwardly just did that, you know, yeah. or even inwardly did it. Mm-hmm. I think it was just more so of just, you know, push to the back and don't even think about it. Right, just moving forward with life. Right. Yeah. 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 And it, I mean, it's it's popped up in my head a few times. Mm-hmm. Not re- not really recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even then, it wasn't like. I forgive that person. Like, yeah. I know that didn't happen. <laughs> it was just like, eh, shake it ahead and just keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How does it feel with um, the the man that you admired? And we're going back to that old memory of the conference. Um, it was It was very apologetic. Because in a sense, I was making him out to be someone who he wasn't, mm. and it was actually someone that was almost the opposite of who he was. Mm. And that, and that's how I was treating him with that. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about that that relationship now with your with your friend? Um oh um that that one's 
so so me being the understanding person that I am, and and I mean again, like there was never anything from her to make me feel that way. Yeah. But just understanding, you know, not just her, but women in general and things like that, put me in a position of really more so, you know, like certain things just lie on the man as a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And even in the midst of that, even understanding, it can be a bit of a of a slight disappointment as well. Um, but that's not there anymore. Mm. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you 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 felt like that. You felt the the um I don't know. You I guess you felt the doubt and a, a bit of a almost a regret from it earlier. You know. Yeah. And how do you feel? Like, and you, is it still there? No, no, that's not there. That was the first one I tried. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait, I. No, because <laughs> let me try that again. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's gone. Because, I mean, it's the most recent, so it's like... Right. Yeah, the other ones were all, like... I mean, not all, but, you know, throughout. They they weren't as recent. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Wow, that's... that's So, like, um, you say you feel lighter. Uh, describe, yeah. describe that feeling for the audience, man. Um... So I wouldn't say that anything was weighing me down no. before. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Um, but it seems as if maybe subconsciously it was weighing me down a bit. Yeah. Because it's just it's um, like free flowing movement a bit. More. Mm. It's, it's yeah. It's um, it's almost like okay now it's. Just, it's it's time to just be me mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. And we don't, we don't necessarily feel a heaviness, you know what I mean? But due to the mind, body, you know, emotional relationship, we know like if we don't necessarily uh, deal with those emotions in a proper way, we subdue them. You know what I mean, and suppress them. And it's just held within the body. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So with you releasing that, you can literally feel you, the, the bag is dropping. <laughs> 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 That's so cool. How do you see things going forward now without this heaviness and, and that, that limiting belief? Um, m- more so just really being more attentive to mm-hmm. my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they can become. Mm. I, I don't think I ever think about that. Yeah. Um, one thing I, so it's funny because um, I have this conversation a lot with people, how like you never make one decision. Right? Mm-hmm. Every time you make a decision, like you're also making other decisions within that decision. Yeah. Like, you decide to make, mar- if you decide to get married, you're deciding you're not going to step. <laughs> like, it's all these other things you're deciding too. Wow. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and so it's like, there's never just one decision. So it's, it's interesting that I, I think like that frequently, but I don't necessarily think of emotions and what those could possibly turn into Yeah, based on the way that I, that I deal with them up front. Mm-hmm. Or just acknowledge them. Yeah. yeah. So just navigating differently emotionally. Right. 
Okay, then. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool, man. Well, bruh, good job, man. Good job. And, and and way to show up for your divine appointment. You know what I mean? Like, I know I hit you up randomly on the DMs, you know what I mean? <laughs> I slid into them, but you show you showed up for your divine appointment and, and I'm so glad that you did. Hey, so I am too. Please, please, uh, give us one more bit of advice, my man. Give us, give us one more bit of advice before we close out the show. Sure. Um, so, I recently lost my best friend to COVID mm-hmm. um, about a month and a half ago. And there were a lot of things we were planning to do together. He has a family and everything. So, I would definitely say, like, like play all out, you know. You never know what's gonna happen or when. You know, like I never like even sometimes still like yesterday. You know, it's just like thinking about some things we were planning on doing like way in the future. You know, um, his 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 mom was from Barbados. I know they were planning to move back there in mm. a few years, or to move there, and he was planning to move there with his, his kids and his wife for a few years. Yeah. Um, and just so many things, you know, so so many things we were talking about doing that just like won't happen now. Mm. Um, and so, like, life is there to be enjoyed, you know. I mean, whether you believe in God or not, you know, it's like if you if you read and you know, He wants us to have life and life more abundantly, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, understand what that is and 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 enjoy life. Just take take the time for yourself and for your family to prepare. Excuse <clears throat> me, not prepare, but to um, uh, really really take in what's around you because yeah. you you may not always be able to do that. Yeah. Real talk, man. What was your friend's name? Uh, Biz. Well, his name was was Eric Eric Von Brown. Um, he did. He's a uh, he he rapped Christian rap. Mm. Uh, he went by Professor Biz. He professes the Biz. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he's he's just one wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, Exhibit G was his was his company. Um, mm. Exhibit Godliness, basically. Mm. Uh, so he was always say, "What do you exhibit?" Um, and he was really big on uh, on uh, per- participating in the fight against anxiety. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Hey, shout out to Professor Biz. Uh, shout out to Eric. Uh, your your legacy, his legacy, lives on through you, Man, big time, big time. <laughs> and uh, thank you, and thank you, thank everybody out there who uh, has given us your attention and your support. Uh, I love you from the bottom of my heart. And if you w- want to go through this uh, process and, and drop your own baggage, please go to charleswolfwork.com and there's a form on the home page. Go ahead and fill it out. And I'd love to, to talk with you more. And yeah, if you're on Facebook or YouTube, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. If you're on a podcast platform, give a brother five stars and leave me some feedback. Uh, until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'll be here talking to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. Uh, and I'll see you next time. Uh, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace. Take care.